This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about 10 tips we have for you guys to get faster at listing. So we have um, gotten some feedback from a couple of our members in our Facebook group, actually. This is where we got the idea for the episode that they feel like it takes them way too long to get listings up. One example that I heard from one of the members was that it was taking them like three hours. I think it was three hours to do five listings or something like that. And that's, you know, an incredible amount of time for not much to show for the work that you're doing, you know? So I'm not exactly sure everyone's process, what you're using for your process, but today we're going to talk about listing specifically. So this is after you get everything else done. So after you have cleaned your items, photographed your items and prepped them and edited your photos and got your lighting all set up and all that stuff, right? So this is everything before the listing portion is done and we're up to, you're sitting down, you're going to list your items. So we're going to dive right in with the first tip and that is exactly what I said just now. So you're going to make sure that all your prep work is done before you sit down to list. So you should batch work all that stuff, like cleaning the items. So let's say you're, you're, you know, you're a shoe seller. You're going to clean all of your shoes before you photograph them, right? You don't want to clean a shoe, photograph it, then, you know, edit the picture, then list it, and then start back from cleaning a shoe, photographing it. You know, you you don't want to do that. It's going to take you like four times as long because you're hopping around from task to task. So if you batch work your your tasks, that's going to save you a lot of time because you can kind of like get into the zone of each task and it becomes repetitive, right? And you can kind of find like little shortcuts within each task as well to cut your time down. So maybe, you know, it's how you have your items organized or the cleaner you're using. Maybe you can like put the cleaner on, let it soak in for a minute or something like that, you know, and then scrub it off as you're like doing the next shoe, whatever it might be. You can kind of find little tips and hacks within your processes before you get to the listing to cut down on your time. But you definitely don't want to like do one item from start to finish and then go back to the, you know, next item, start to finish, that's going to take you way too long to list items. So I feel like that might be one of the reasons why it's taking some people forever, because they're doing one item from start to finish, and then starting back at the beginning. When you are doing your um, batching, do you have like the same system when you're doing your batching? Like, do you like have a certain day where you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to end up cleaning. This is the day that I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like get them ready maybe to photograph or put them in the photo area. Yeah. So like, you know, do I photograph on Mondays, you know, source on Tuesdays, something like that. I used to, but now it's kind of like whatever. I kind of plan my week on Sundays, like Sunday afternoon, Sunday evenings, and it looks different like every week. So depending on what I have going on, you know, maybe last week I sourced on Monday and this week I won't have time to go sourcing on Monday. So I'll clean my items on Monday instead and then photograph them on Tuesday and then whatever. But I try to have some listings ready to go every single day. So I'm not like just bulk listing on Wednesday 
in like Friday, you know? So something's getting listed every single day. So that means that when I do my listings, I'm getting drafts ready as well for days that I'm outsourcing. If I'm outsourcing for pretty much the entire day, I don't want to come home and then have to like list five to 10 items, you know? So I'll make sure that I have the drafts ready to go so I can just publish them throughout the day. Well, and that could be another tip for people listening would be just when you're getting this stuff ready, like Ashley said, have specific days where you're going to be doing those specific tasks. And then that way you're, you know that that's the day that you have to get that done. So then when you are going to list, you've already, you don't even have to think about the fact that you have to make sure that the item is ready to photograph and it's cleaned and it's, you know, it's ready. All right. So the next tip that we have for you is set a timer. And I know I got this tip from Ashley. Um, I know you probably do it way differently than a lot of other people. How we do everything are, we have almost too much time. And I know that's some people will be like, wow, that's a really nice thing. It's actually not a nice thing when you have too much time. Um, we have our Amazon business is our number one, but we're not working on Amazon every single day. So we have full days that we can legit spend in our reselling business. But sometimes I find it where we have too much of a time frame. That's where I feel like we sometimes get really slow with listing. I try to say, okay, today is going to be the day that we are going to list the items. We have all the shoes ready to, they're prepped, they're cleaned, they're dried, they're ready to be photographed. So let's time it. And from 9am to noon is going to be when we're going to do this and we're going to try to get everything done. And then we'll move on to another task. So how do you do your, your timing? I think that's helpful because, you know, if you have like all day to do something, it's going to take you all day to do that task, right? But if you set yourself a timer for, let's say, an hour and you have 20, 30 items that you need to photograph and you only give yourself that hour when there's no pressure, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to leave to like go to nine to five or you only have a couple hours between the time that, you know, you have to the time you have to pick up your kids or something like that you know, there's no pressure on you to get it done. So if you kind of make that false pressure, that could definitely help. Um, I am fairly competitive, I guess, like with myself. So what I would do is I'll set a timer for, again, let's use an hour as an example. And my first listing day for the week, I'll see how many I can get done in that hour. And then the next listing day, I try to beat that number. So let's say you get you know, 30 done in an hour, the next time I list, I'll set it for an hour again and see if I can beat that number and like race myself, you know, but you have to do quality work. You can't just like put up shit listings just to say that you got it listed, right? It still has to be like done to, you know, your best effort. And then if I beat my number, I'll say by like, if I can beat my number by five, then I'll get myself a little like treat, like a, <laughs> a coffee for my favorite coffee shop or, you know, Chick-fil-A or something like that. You know, some little Diet Coke from thing. McDonald's. What's that? Diet Coke from McDonald's. Yes. Yes. I, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, that's, it's a problem. I love the dog book from McDonald's for some reason. You know, there, there's some little reward at the end if I can beat myself because, you know, we don't work in a, in a normal work environment, right? Like we don't have anyone next to us that we're kind of like, we're, 
you know, forcing each other to be better, right? So we have to force ourselves to be better than we were the day before. So that's, that's how I use the timer uh, tip. Yeah. And I mean, kind of the same thing we're doing is, you know, we have this time frame. you know, whether it's two hours, three hours, and this stuff needs to get done by just setting it. It's more of the urgency, because mm-hmm. you're right, if you aren't doing that, you feel like you have all day, it will take you all day. And I found that that was what was happening with us. And I'd look and I'm like, there's no excuse why we can't get all the stuff listed. First off, there's two of us, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, you're doing all the stuff yourself. We have each other, Casey and I. So it's like, we need to be listing faster and getting more stuff up. But you're right with doing that and making sure everything's accurate and not trying to be fast just to be fast. And another tip for that, when you're setting a timer and you have, you know, that, uh, that time frame keeping track of how many you are listing in that time frame. So then you kind of know for the next week, you know, like you plan your week. Okay, well, I know I'm going to put an hour on this day that I'm going to be listing and you will start to get an idea of how many items that you can list within that hour. And that just helps you plan better for the week. It means that you should list like items altogether. So if you are a clothing seller, you know, list all the t-shirts, the jeans, the handbags, etc. like all at the same time. Just make sure that you're not only focusing on like the, don't cherry pick the easy items, right? <laughs> so if you're always only listing the easiest items, because that's what you're good at, that's what you're fast at. And then the harder items like, you know, um, dresses yes. or uh, darker colored items or jackets or something like that, those are going to end up kind of neglected and there could be some serious money makers in there for you. You don't want like a death pile of things building up that are harder to list. So it is important to make sure that you're listing in all the categories that you sell in as often as you possibly can. And the next tip we have, which I feel a lot of sellers might not know a lot about or don't take advantage of, it's making a template for each category that you list in. So if you list a lot of t-shirts, hats, sneakers, jewelry, things like that. What the templates are is it's just pre-made descriptions pretty much where you can have all of your policies. Maybe you'll have your return policy, your handling time. You can, if you have the like items, you can easily put the same description. So if I have a lot of hats, I'm going to maybe have the size of the hat, what the gender is, Um, If it's new or pre-owned, you know, you can have certain things that you have in these templates where it would be very simple when you're listing to cut and paste that template into the description or some of these, um, you know, eBay has a template that you can auto upload. And so you can name it and that could be your hat template. And then when you're listing a hat, you choose the hat template and all you have to do is fill in a few things here and there. You're not having to you know, start from scratch, which I think a lot of people do. And that is a huge time sucker. I mean, you're spending way too much time, you know, reinventing the wheel every single time when they have these things in place, like the templates where it's just supposed to make you your life a lot easier, and it will help you list faster. One is when you're looking up sold comps and like trying to figure out your pricing strategy on an item, do sell similar off of your own listings. So you already have, you know, like a draft created, ready to go. Um, You 
I've been really veering away from doing sell similar off of other people's listings when I'm looking up sold comps because I'm finding that I'm spending more and more time correcting their mistakes and fixing their errors when I could just do sell similar off my own listings, which I know are done the way that I want them to with no mistakes, no errors. So I've been, you know, I'll search my eBay store and then pull up like, um, you know, Nike sneakers or Adidas sneakers or Skechers, whatever it is. And then like, I, I kind of am sourcing at this point, like similar items that I've already sold, I've already listed. It's just kind of becoming repetitive. You know, the, once you do this for long enough, you're picking up similar items you find. So I'll search my own store and do sell similar off of my own items. Uh, that's been a huge time saver for me as well. Yeah, I think a lot of us, we do the sell similar off of somebody else's listing, but you don't know. I, I get that it's faster, but they could have wrong information. And I know, I know when Casey has done that, because sometimes in the title, it'll be like, free shipping. And I'm like, I hate when people put in the title, like free shipping. No, they just need to look at our listing. We don't need to waste, you know, those characters in the title by putting free shipping. It takes longer than if you do sell similar from somebody else's versus yourself, because then you're having to still go through, read the item specifics, make sure that they have everything that is relatable. And you don't know if there's a mistake, because if you do sell similar off of somebody else's, and let's say you did the Nike sneakers, size seven and a half, and in their item description, they had eight and it filtered over, your listing is wrong. And then what you're doing is setting yourself up for the possibility of a return. And that might be an unhappy customer. The next tip we have for you guys is selling in a niche. We go back and forth. A lot of people start off being everything sellers, and that's fine. And a lot of you listening, you sell specific items. So when we say selling in a niche, if you're only selling t-shirts or sneakers, having like the prep areas and having it ready for you to list is going to be very beneficial. If you're doing clothing, having a clothing rack. So after you go to the thrift store, you bring them home, you hang up the items, they're already there and you can tell which ones might need to be washed or, you know, they have a spot on them and they need to be clean. And it's helping keep them from being in a pile and getting wrinkled. Because a lot of times that can happen if you just go to the thrift store, come home, you've got bags of clothing everywhere. And then when you go to take it out, you have to then spend more time prepping the item because instead of listing it because it's now wrinkly. And now you need to throw it in the dryer for a little bit or you have to spray. What's that stuff you always use? The wrinkle release. Yeah, wrinkle release. You might have to spray that on there and let it sit for a while. So having a specific area for the like items that you're selling is helpful. I know we use after we prep the shoes, we have a shoe rack and that is the rack that we know is ready to list. And so those items, those shoes are already there. They're ready to go. And that just really helps us speed up the process. We're not having to look in the spare bedroom and be like, okay, what shoes, what shoes need to be listed now? You know, which ones are, are the ones that we have listed, haven't listed, you know, it just helps you stay more organized. Uh, the next tip is finding items that have multiple quantities. So a lot of people that become the everything seller, sometimes it can be frustrating because you don't, you can't use some of these tips that we're sharing. You can't do sell similar because you're just, you've got so many different items. And so maybe what you, you know, if your goal is to become more efficient and to have 
items that you can list faster, maybe choosing items that would have a higher quantity. So multiple items. So maybe kind of switching to RA, like doing retail arbitrage where you can find those items that have, you know, you're not just buying one-offs, you're buying a quantity of five. And in the end, that is faster to list when you have those types of items. All right. The next tip is to set up keyboard shortcuts for phrases or, you know, like words, I guess, that you use often. Um, if for some reason you don't want to add it to your template for an item, um, this is something that I have not done yet, but I probably should do because I do find myself typing out like the same things over and over again. Um, so yeah, I need to set up some keyboard shortcuts. It might only save you, you know, a couple of seconds typing it out, but you know, if over time, like let's say over a year of listing, right, those couple of seconds add up every single day when you're typing the same thing out over and over again, when you could just hit like, you know, control S or whatever, and it types out your whole phrase for you. So if you want to set this up, there are uh, tons of YouTube tutorials out there that will show you how I know there's software programs and stuff like that, that you can um, add uh, that will help you do this. So um, I need to watch a couple tutorials for myself to make some <laughs> keyboard shortcuts, I suppose. But if you use this, definitely let us know what if you use a software or if you've set them up, let us know how you've done that. That would be really helpful. The next tip is um, kind of about my process, I guess. So I use my phone to create my draft with my photos for each item. So I'm using my phone to take the photos and I'm using my phone to edit the photos and photo room. So it just sort of makes sense to me in my brain anyways, to use my phone to upload those photos to a draft on eBay. So I'll use my templates or do sell similar or whatever off my own item, add the photos, and then I save it as a draft. Then from there, I will move to my laptop once I have all my drafts ready to rock and roll. So I'm not going back and forth between devices. And I'll use my laptop to finish listing the items on eBay and Poshmark. So for the, you know, my first point as far as doing this in your listing process is I find that typing, at least for me, and maybe it's because of my age, but I find <laughs> that typing on an actual keyboard is much faster for me versus typing on my phone with with my thumbs. Um, that's just how it is for me. Maybe you're faster on your phone. Uh, the second reason I do this is because my phone won't be in my hand, constantly distracting me with notifications. If I'm staring at my laptop screen, like I am now, you know, my phone is kind of off to the side. I don't really need it anymore. I've already used my phone up until this point in my process. And I can sort of just like set it aside, not looking at it. I'm not distracted by it. I'm not switching over to Instagram every, you know, five minutes to see what's going on over there. Um, and the last reason I do this is I feel that the eBay like listing tool on their site is more, I guess maybe more comprehensive. It's easier to navigate than on the app for me anyways. And I also feel like there's things on the app that are maybe missing from like the desktop version. Uh, I just feel like anytime that I complete a listing on the app, I'm always going back and fixing something. So I just prefer it's faster for me to list on my laptop, but you need to figure out what method works best for you. So maybe you're using, you know, a digital camera to take your photos. So then you can plug that right into your, your computer. Um, and then 
upload the pictures from there and list right from your computer. Maybe you're using your cell phone for the whole thing. You know, you just have to figure out what is faster for you and how to, I think eliminating distractions is a huge part of this. How can you get into the zone of listing and like stay in that zone for as long as possible, right? So for me, it's eliminating the distractions that are that come from my cell phone. And if I can just focus on my laptop screen, have a little bit of music playing in the background, maybe I can like really focus, really get into the zone and like rock some listings out. I think that's the hardest thing with using your phone is there are so many distractions. And when you mention Instagram, I'm like, gosh, there's been so many times where I'm photographing, listing, and all of a sudden I find myself, I'm like, I've just spent five minutes, you know, answering this question online or, you know, scrolling and yeah, because yeah. there's a way that you can here, you know, like all of a sudden you're there and it's like, I was just listing what happened. <laughs> all right. So before we get into the last tip that we have, if you guys have any tips and you're listening to the podcast or maybe you're watching and listening on YouTube, let us know. We love sharing tips that you guys have because we try to come up with everything and have it be very comprehensive. But there are some tips that we just don't know. So we like to learn just like you guys. So let us know if you do have any listing tips or what you do or what you found has helped you. All right. So the last tip we have is studying and researching your niche constantly. That will help you with coming up with keywords for items. So you're not stopping in the middle of the listing and having to do research on keywords. And I think that also goes back to why the templates are so good. So if you have specific templates that you use, you might have some of these keywords that are in there. I would also recommend when you are doing research and you find certain things that are related to whatever you're selling, keep them in a Word doc. That way they're already there and you're not having to go back and constantly research. And that can also go back to doing sell similar off of your previous items that you've already listed or already sold because you know that you spent the time before finding those specific keywords that you are going to need in your listing. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day check.